podcast where we guide you through your favorite or not so favorite disney channel original movies thanks for listening i'm josh i'm brandon and i'm sammy start inventing and get ready to bust your brothers because today we're watching phineas and ferb the movie phineas and ferb discover that perry is a secret agent and they all get stuck in alternate dimensions where Doofenshmirtz is the ruler of the tri-state area. <gasps> wow, not Doofenshmirtz. Uh-oh. Have you guys watched the TV show at all? Yeah. Not a lot of it. Yeah, like, it was one of those shows where an episode would be on, and you'd strangely be compelled to watch it. Yeah, right? Never, like, had to sit and watch every episode of the show, but whenever it was on TV, I think it was... um airing it during my brother's childhood more so than mine so whenever my brother was watching it i'd sit down and watch i always had a good time with it it's cute it's fun it's nice and simple and chaotic yeah it's a cute little it's got clever little one-liners and the yeah and i like the fact that they're like inventing things and just coming up with crazy ideas this was a little after my time but if i was a kid this would have been my jam yes and my peanut butter and my jelly a crustable? Um, I like the crust on it because I roll it up into a ball and then like a real tight condensed ball and then I eat it. Ew. There was a kid in my class who would <laughs> roll up peanut butter until it was just like a ball of peanut butter and like they would like be holding on to it all day and then at the end of the day eat it. That's disgusting. It was the sickest thing ever. That would not fly these days with so many peanut allergies. Oh, no. Oh, true. How do you handle peanut butter? It's so sticky. I don't know. It was so confusing. Like, his hands have to be disgusting. Ew. It's just dirt. After so long, the oils build up and it, like, becomes a ball. I don't know how it works. I didn't do it. Are you sure? Was it you, Josh? Yeah, I'm sure it was not. <laughs> there, it was this kid. There was some kid in school. It was not me rolling peanut butter in the bathroom. Swear. Wait, in the bathroom? That was not peanut butter. I hate to break. Oh, no. Okay, okay, okay. So I take it neither of you have actually seen this movie. No, I had no. not seen the movie. I've okay. Bits and pieces of the show, but I'd never seen the movie before. Cool. This is, this is about their two-dimensional something. Yeah, Phineas and Ferb, 2D, shoot. Phineas and Ferb, Across the Second Dimension. Oh, uh, okay. That's a long <laughs> That's literally what title. they do, though. Yeah, that's what they do. So it's kind of like implied anyway, so you don't even need to know it. No. Okay, so this movie starts out, and Phineas and Ferb are in shackles, and there are monsters. <laughs> yeah, they do, they do that one thing where they like show the most crazy part of the movie first and you're like whoa wait how did they get there yeah they're like previously and is this where the song is where it's like 
about the platypus and how much they love him. Yes, basically. Yeah, they're singing the they're singing the song when they're getting ready in the morning and it's about how like Perry is the best thing in the whole world. Right, right. <laughs> and he really is though, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I forgot a lot about this show. And so I thought they always knew that there that Perry was like a baller. Yeah, I thought they knew that as well. But I guess it's a complete secret. They have no idea that Perry is a secret spy. So that was a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) I think I remember him being like a double agent with the family too. I was kind of surprised there were musical numbers. I wasn't expecting it. I was too. The music numbers were good. I liked them. I thought the, the songs were better than some of the actual musical decoms. I was thinking that the whole time. I was like, I would have rather listened to this song than the Camp Rock soundtrack. Well, it's just mm-hmm. so clever. Every song on here is just so clever and this is full of one-liners. It's so good. Yeah, I loved it. We're not there yet, but my favorite is the I have a new best friend and oh. it's me. Oh my God. It's <laughs> so one. inspiring. Right? It taught me to look into myself to be my own friend. Did the TV show have songs too, or was it just the movie? I feel like they had little one-off, like, silly bits where they had songs. Yeah, they probably had to have. It's like an interesting format for a cartoon, right? It is, but I kind of love it. And the and if the TV show does have songs, and if they're as quality as this, then that's some intense songwriting. Like, somebody's working real hard. This felt like a movie... That wasn't about anything, but was also about everything. Like, there was no real structure, but it was just a lot of fun. It was super fun. And you could tell there were a lot of throwbacks to the show. Like, I was watching, I was like, oh, I bet this is something that is brought up a lot in the TV show. Um, But it didn't feel like I was left out as somebody who wasn't super familiar with the TV show. Like, I I picked up on the gist of everything. Yeah. So it was really well written as a like introduction to the show and also um, fan service to the kids who grew up with it. Yeah, it seemed like they were finally tying up a few loose ends. So you're going to have to kind of maybe walk me through some of this plot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the beginning of it was difficult for me too because I had a thing where I was trying to cast it to the TV and it was lagging really badly. And I think it was my laptop was not holding up well. And so like the first... 15 minutes I was switching between my laptop the TV Tim's laptop the TV it was a nightmare oh no um, but I think I managed to scrape together some decent notes I write these as I watch it and then I come back and I read the notes and I'm like that's not even relevant who really cares well yeah the sister like wants to be more adult and she's throwing away all of her toys even the unicorn Mm-hmm. and her stuffed bear that has jeremy's face taped to it she's a little weird that's normal uh, uh. <laughs> she recently had her 18th birthday so she's like an adult now oh wow yeah and she decides that now is the time she so the whole setup of the show is that phineas and ferb are always getting up to these shenanigans and the sister candace is always trying to catch them at it and then tell on mom. And this time she's like, well, now I'm an adult and I'm the one who can bust them. Which oh, doesn't make a yeah. lot. What can she do to them? It doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's really weird. It's kind of like the whole point of busting your brothers is so that mom gets them in trouble. Like Exactly. 
So like doing it on your own is just being a parent and who wants that? Ew, right? Just give up on it. That's what real adults do. Yeah, just go to college or do whatever you got to do. So they're in the backyard having celebrating Perry's anniversary, but I couldn't tell what the anniversary was for. Was it a birthday? I think it's when they adopted Perry. Okay. Cool. Oh, okay. But then Perry's like, gotta split. I'm a spy. And he like leaves to stop Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Right in the middle of his anniversary thing. Anniversary birthday. Well, it's also his anniversary of being a secret agent because he was like oh. put into the field when they adopted him from the pet store. So, uh, okay, okay, cool. So it's a big <laughs> day for him. It is a big day for him. <laughs> and he's got to go stop Dr. Doofenshmirtz from creating a, a dimensionator, which I guess opens Ooh. another dimension. Um, and I'm not entirely sure what Doofenshmirtz planned on doing with the Dimensionator to take over the tri-state area. I don't know if he ever fully thinks through his plans. He's a real dumb villain, but he's a real smart villain. Like, he's one of those villains where you're watching and you're like, how is he so smart? Because he's so dumb. I really liked him. He's a lot like, uh, what's his name from, uh, Kim Possible? Yep. Uh... Oh god, his oh, name is escaping. Yeah. The like dragon guy. Yeah, it's it's clo- it's similar to that. <laughs> this whole movie was similar to Kim Possible. Oh, that's true. I never thought I of think, that. I think this show is kind of the Kim Possible for the next generation. Yeah. For sure. That's what I was thinking. Because there's even a girl that kinda looks like Kim Possible. If Kim Possible is like oh, is, Isabella. Yeah. So yeah, giving me major Kim Possible vibes, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah, no, not a bad thing at all, because I love Kim Possible. I know you do. You um, love her the most. <laughs> Dr. Do. Doofenshmirtz. I, I, I like, I really like... Draken was his name. Oh my god, I, I was oh. so close. I really like Dr. Doofenshmirtz. And like, there's one part where he's talking about how he put a self-destruct button on his robots. but i was just thinking like someone once probably told him like oh have a self-destruct button and then he just actually did it and put it in all those robots that exploded as soon as they took a step i kind of love that he's such a a doof (laughs) oh my gosh it's in his name (gasps) doof doof Yeah, I love that little self-destruct joke because Phineas and Ferb somehow find themselves helping him create this machine. And I don't know why, but... Yeah, I don't know how they stumbled upon him, but they're not aware that he is an evil villain. Right. And then they were like, "Hmm, maybe it's a self-destruct button. Do you really need that on here? He's like, no. I don't actually need that button. I don't need a (laughs) self-destruct button. It's so... Mm, it's super cute while the Phineas and Ferb are like trying to fix up the dimensionator thing Perry is trying to stop it because that was his job in the first place to stop this whole evil scientist dude but he has to pretend like he's just a normal normal platypus Mm -hmm. so he he like goes and pees on the couch (laughs) (laughs) and Phineas is like no not here Super cute. I can. I think Perry's adorable when he's just a normal platypus. Mm. He's like all badass and stuff when he's a special agent, but just like a normal platypus, and he's just like, 
It's really funny. It's, it's so, so funny. clever. The the art style they draw him as as just a normal platypus versus when he's like a super agent is just so adorable. It really is. Everything's like smart and quick and mm-hmm. like not um over the top, which I think a right. lot of Disney Channel shows kind of do that like over the top like child stage acting sort of humor which isn't super my jam but the show is just like it's subtle yeah i love that they were like these little pets are gonna put on a little detective hat and that's it that's enough to know that they're like part of the secret agent program yeah cute critters it's so great and i want to know whose idea it was was to create uh an army of special agent pets Aww. I want to pretend like my dogs are secret agents, but they're way too lazy. <laughs> yeah, Ghost <laughs> is absolutely not a secret agent. <laughs> what if they're so lazy because they've been working all day? That may be it. Maybe at night they're just so tired and they had a stressful day, so all they want to do is cuddle. Aww. They look so good in a hat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we should get all our pets hats. Done. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i bought ghost a kilt at um sherwood here <laughs> oh my gosh oh <laughs> it's so cute and i'm dying every time i look at her that's amazing <laughs> okay so they end up fixing this dimensionator and creating a remote so that they can get back because you know they think ahead and they look into the other dimension, and guess what? What? It's the one where Mr. Doofenshmirtz is, like, the ruler of the tri-state area. Heckin' yes. Oh, no. And it is doof everywhere. Just doof, 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 doof. Boom, doof, 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 doof. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, there's robots that, like, make sure everybody is uh, wearing the appropriate doof overalls and uh, like staying in, in their homes the appropriate times. And, uh, <laughs> Apparently bedtime is like 3.30 p.m. Jeez. It's all just like miserable, but in in not that horrible of a way. I mean, it's still a dictatorship. It's definitely a di- dictatorship. And Dr. Doofenshmirtz, our, 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 our home Doofenshmirtz, goes over to this other dimension and he like walks in to uh, the Doof headquarters, I guess. And he's like, <laughs> um, I would like to meet Dr. Doofenshmirtz because that's me. And the guy at the front <laughs> counter was like, yeah, he's into that freaky shit. And just <laughs> he's into that. Uh, so funny and then they meet and they're both like the exact same personality and they just fall in love with each other and they just become best friends with each other well he was speaking earlier about how he didn't have any friends oh you know what he says he goes he was like my whole life no one's ever paid attention to me neither of my parents showed up for my birth Oh, oh. <laughs> I did not catch that one. It was the best line in the movie. There's so many little things, little lines like that in this. You could rewatch this movie a few times and just pick up on a lot of different funny things. Um, we begin to see that this fun other world isn't quite as cutesy as it as it seems, because um, Perry in this dimension was turned into 
an evil cyborg. Not Perry. <gasps> That's right. Half platypus, half robot. Platyborg, I think is what they kept calling him. A robot puss. <laughs> no. I... They didn't call him that for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> robot puss. Oh, no. No. Nope. This... I think this... you can buy one of those. Oh, yeah. Good news. You can get one. Like a secret agent, right? <laughs> um, you definitely want to keep this one a secret. <laughs> so this is the part where I got a little confused because this whole movie was sort of all over the place. I think it was one of those shows where they knew they had to keep kids entertained and they didn't think that a kid could sit through the same five minutes of anything. It jumped around a lot, but it surprisingly made a lot of sense. There weren't a yeah. ton of plot holes. No, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Oh, so Phineas and Ferb yeah. and Perry are at this doc- evil Doofenshmirtz place, and the evil guy is like, hey, can't you see that's Perry, the secret agent that I had turned into a platyborg? You have one. That's why you are not the ruler of your tri-state area. But then Phineas and Ferb are like, no, he's just a normal platypus. And then evil Dr. Doofenshmirtz sicks the platyborg on on our Perry. And uh, so Perry has to out himself to Phineas and Ferb and fight back. (gasps) To protect Mm. them. And... Phineas is distraught. You've been keeping this a secret from us this whole time. How dare you? He's really upset. I mean, in a weird way. I thought it was a little weird. I would have been upset. You thought you knew a person and there he is. Yeah, and you he was like, you th- you couldn't trust us with this information? You didn't think that we were trustworthy? I thought we were friends. I thought we were family. Oh yeah, so this was like a big moment for this show for them to find out. So I can't imagine being a fan of this show and then having this happen, and you're like, oh my gosh! After so long, now they know. Whoa! Yeah. You know who else knows? Doofenshmirtz, and he's like, I see it now. That platypus is actually the secret agent who keeps foiling my plans. The evil Doofenshmirtz was so funny here. He was like, dude, it's obvious. Right. I think at one point he shows like a picture book and like has a pointer stick. And he's like, who do you see here? A platypus. And then he turns the page and it's a platypus with a hat. And he's like, oh, it's it's the secret (laughs) agent. Was this the part where he asks evil Doofenshmirtz how he got so successful at taking over the world? And he was like, well, once upon a time in my childhood, I had something traumatic happen to me. (laughs) I lost my toy train. (laughs) And the regular Doofenshmirtz was like, are you kidding me? I grew up in a, That's it. I grew up in like a jungle with no parents and I had to walk to school and hand me down <laughs> girls clothes. <laughs> oh my gosh, I loved that part. That was really funny. I forgot all about that. <laughs> That's uh it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> you like you lost one train and you're, you're successful at being evil. <laughs> he he's he says 
hand me up little girl's clothes. How do you even hand me up? (laughs) Someone bought it for you? For another girl? How does that work? Hand me ups. I don't know what it means, but it's funny. It's so good. (laughs) Girl clothes. Guys, we can't stop laughing at this movie. (laughs) Like, this is honestly probably the most I've laughed at a Disney Channel original movie. Same. Wow. I think I might have laughed more at other ones, but in a bad way. Like, this was like... This one was actually funny, yeah. Yeah, I was laughing where I was supposed to laugh. You know where I wasn't laughing? Is when everyone was fighting in this big fight scene. Oh, no. Actually, I probably was because there were probably some good goofs in there. Was this the one where Perry gets stuck in a skull? Yeah. Yeah. They're fighting through the air and on top of buildings because they need Perry dead because he's the secret agent that's foiling all the plans. But, I mean, what do you know? They get out of it. Unscathed. They do. They always do, but the Dimensionator is broken. And so they have to go find themselves to fix it. Ooh, they're alternate dimension selves why though why do they have to find themselves they could have just fixed it. well they're good at inventing but they don't have the knowledge or the tools it might just be tools to fix it in this dimension so they have to go find themselves knowing that they're going to be resourceful in this dimension too oh yeah that's so clever Oh, they find their other dimension selves who really miss Perry because Perry got turned into a platyborg. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) they don't have Summer. It was banned. How horrible. And then there was a great song when they're like, what? What's Summer? Summer (laughs) is sunshine. It's such a darn good song. It was such a good song. Like, I want to put that on my summer playlist. It made me so nostalgic for my childhood. Yeah, you could just imagine this playing right before school's about to get out, and you're just, like, imagining how awesome your summer's going to be. It never really lived up to it, but, you know, you could dream. Yeah, and the the Phineas and Ferb 2, like, the alternate dimension ones are like, we're lost, we're confused, we've listened to the song, and we still don't know what summer is. Oh, so sad but they also don't know how to fix the dimensionator so they're like let's go find isabella and the new this dimension phineas and Ferb were like who's isabella because they have never gotten a chance to meet their neighbors right not allowed (laughs) so they're like oh have we got a treat for you so they go find their little neighbor girl isabella and the baljeet oh yeah their little ragtag team yeah, and Baljeet explains to them that the reason the Dimensionator isn't working is because dimensions travel clockwise, <gasps> and so they can't go backwards. They're only going forwards in dimensions. Yeah, it would take too much power to go backwards. I thought this was such a clever explanation that actually it made sense. I know. I was like, why does this make sense to me? <laughs> It did not make sense to me, but that's because (laughs) I was still trying to figure out what was going on. (laughs) Which is why I'm glad we could sit down and talk about it. Yeah. Well, here, I'll explain it. Obviously, when you jump through dimensions, you need to keep moving in a clockwise manner, or else if you go back, it would take too much energy because you have to just go forward anyway. 
Okay, okay, okay. Because okay, of okay. friction. Good. So how do they get back to their own dimension? They had to travel through, and this is a little a bit later. Bunch but of them. Yeah, there was a scene where they had to yeah. travel clockwise. Because they did manage to make the dimensionator go in reverse, but it was so unstable that any little thing Uh-oh. would collapse it. And this is when Candace finds the portal that they open up, and Candace comes through and ends up collapsing the portal yeah. going backward. Okay. She she was she has this whole thing where she's looking for the like entity or like thing that keeps bringing her bad luck. I think Candace is like. There's a reason, there's a force, and it, like, helps my brothers get away with things. So I'm going to pray to the force and, like, ask it to just change how it works. Oh, yeah. I think the force, the force was, she saw this portal, she saw when Phineas and Ferb fell through the portal in the first time. And so she thought, like, that was the force that's helping them. And so she's looking for that force. Yeah. Yeah. And then she finds it and she comes through it. And now she's in our dimension too. Yeah. And but during all of this, Perry got kidnapped by uh, Doctor Doofenshmirtz. Oh yeah. He turns himself in because um it was just the right thing to do. He didn't want to hurt <laughs> Phineas and Ferb. He was like, I got no other choice. I gotta turn myself in. I think that was when he left. Phineas caught him walking away, and he got really upset with him. And he was like, so you're not going to trust us to help you out. Like, I thought you were our pet. And I think this is where Perry takes his collar off and gives it to him and walks away. And it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so they, Perry's been kidnapped and they need to go rescue him. The new Candace in this dimension turns out to be a badass. She's like so freaking cool. Oh my gosh. I love her. I would watch a show just with her. She, uh, because of the way they grew up in this this doof-led society, she has become ultra-protective over her brothers. She's like an underground sort of rebel, right? Yeah. She leads the resistance. Exactly. At first, they make her voice really groggily and deep. <laughs> So you think that the resistance is like this scary thing? She's like, I'm the resistance. (laughs) Sorry, I have an allergy to this bush. (laughs) (laughs) That was so freaking clever. It's so Um, good. So Candace is the real deal. And she decides to help take them to Dr. Doofenshmirtz headquarters and help them rescue Perry. Yes. They go on the mine, mine, Minecraft, Minecraft, that's not right. <laughs> like mine, mine rails, the little train rails that yeah. are in the mines. There's all these underground tunnels. It was a really cool, like, action sequence. It was super great. And this is, I liked the little conversation with the Candace one, where she's just like, what do you do? Like, don't you like boys? Don't you like your best friends? Don't you like shopping? And Candace, too, is just like, no, there's no time for any of that bullshit. I'm no <laughs> nonsense. I've got a job to do. I've got brothers to protect. Aww. It's so nice. So they're like they're like fighting all these Kim Possible style robots. All the original Phineas and Ferb and Candace and Perry, they get caught. And Kansas, Candace, too, won't go back for them because 
they're not her responsibility, technically. Correct. Here, we don't love a Candace situation. No, it's fair. It's fair, but we don't love a Candace situation. She's no nonsense. And she's like, I'm here to protect my brothers. And you guys are not my family. And I have the responsibility to do what it takes to protect them. And I understand it. It's tough, but I understand it. It's tough. Yeah, I get it. So they're all captured. <laughs> and this is the beginning of the movie. They're they're shackled. Oh, they're yeah. They're being led to the cage with a giant monster who takes up the whole cage. So he's just I like don't, a cube. Were we, did they ever explain what the monster was? No. It was just a hairy, big dude. Yeah, just yeah. like a big dog, basically. Yeah. I don't remember how they got out. Um, <laughs> they... I actually remember this part. This was a cool fight scene because they were like fighting over all this lava and they were all like fighting over this key and trying to get this key and they were swinging around the lava and then they start to fall and he's like, do you trust me? Or wait, maybe that was a different show. I think that was Game No, of- that's it. Okay. No, 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 this is it. This is it. <laughs> do you trust me? Mufasa. <laughs> <laughs> and wait, I think what happened was they dropped and right when they were falling into the lava, he fixed the portal and they fell through a portal instead of lava. And then when they closed it, all the robots fell into the lava. Yes. Oh, and well, some the- of the robots go with them, though. Just a few, but it was sickening. But this was the chase scene through the dimension. So they're going clockwise now trying yeah. to get back to their dimension. And they're just running through portal after portal after portal. And the robots are coming through, too. It's good. They go through all these different dimensions. Some of them are like upside down. Some of them have giants. Some of them have aliens. Some of them are like Picasso looking paintings. Yeah. It was very good. Like the the art style. They had a lot of fun with this. Yeah, it was super cool. You can tell this is an art style that they've never really gotten to play with as Phineas and Ferb artists. It was super cool. I had a good time. But now they're home. But the portal is still open, and Dr. Doofenshmirtz sends, the evil Dr. Doofenshmirtz sends all of his robots to go take over this tri-state area. Because he's like, one tri-state area is not enough. Uh, Why, how, do you think he'll ever seek world domination, or is it just like the nearest (laughs) three states enough? Okay. Probably just the three states, knowing him. Yeah, I think he's like, look, I just want the tri-state area. You could probably get a lot done with that. Yeah, well, like, you don't want to get too unwieldy. You start to lose your power. You start to, like, like mutinies happen. Because when you, like, don't have your eye on this one part of the world, somebody else is going to come take it over. So you just got, you got to keep it, you know, manageable. Right. Okay, I'll keep this in mind. You don't want to go, like, control anywhere that you can't, like, drive to. Because then you can't even enjoy it. Like, I would <laughs> never want to control California because I'm never going to go there. <laughs> like Colorado, Wyoming. Mm, I would not want Nebraska because, like, kind of boring. No offense, but like, what? I, <laughs> but you choose Wyoming. Wyoming has so many good camping areas. <laughs> Where would you want to control? <laughs> <laughs> what tri-state area would you control? You know what? It sounds dumb, but Texas is the biggest state. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, Alaska like, is the biggest state, but 
Texas is close. Okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love how I was just like, that's absolutely fact. <laughs> yes, facts. <laughs> I would want like I would want like Rhode Island because it's small and New York because it's small. Because that's like just a lot to take care of. That's true. New York would be a good one. Got a lot of people, one small space. Yeah, I think New York actually Honestly, I just want New York. I'm not going to be greedy here. I'm just being simple. That's all we're asking for is control of New York. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God. Simple. Mayor Giviani. <laughs> so Dr. Doofenshmirtz <laughs> is taking over their home dimension, and it's not good. And all of the anim- other animal agents are being called in to fight back. But Perry won't let... Phineas and Ferb join the resistance because he's not allowed, but we don't know that right. at this point. We think he's just being a little asshole platypus, a little asipus. But he's not, because <laughs> guess what? Not. They gave him the locket, the key to get into his laboratory space area lair. Yes, and this, I might have teared up a little bit at this point they find his lair and they're like and there's the computer voice and it's like welcome phineas and ferb please insert the key and it's this collar and it the collar opens up and it's a locket with a picture of perry and phineas and ferb because he loves them so much (laughs) yeah (laughs) and there's a whole recorded message that's like if you're watching this then the world is in trouble and it was really cute. I only knew these characters for about an hour, and that part was so touching. And the top secret message that they unlocked was that Phineas and Ferb have all the tools to fight back. And they like look through the lair, and I, I'm, it's not specifically stated, but I'm pretty sure it's all the inventions that they've made in previous yeah. episodes. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, and that's they, what I was thinking. They get to use it to fight back, and like all the neighborhood kids are helping control it, and they all—it's a lot like Transformers mixed with just Nickelodeon Disney sort of upside, you know? Yes, just it all was... these toys like Power Rangers. Like that's what it felt like to me. This like good childhood yeah. toy TV show. Oh, it's a Robot Riot. I think that was the name of the song. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was pretty great Perry like I don't remember how but he just like takes down and I think he like knocks like the old the the non-cyborg Perry's brain is fixed so he's just he's still yes. a little cyborg but he's not evil yeah he gets like completely toasted uh by an electrical outlet and so much so that popcorn pops when he's holding corn kernels for some reason. Oh, that's what was going on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he had a turkey stuck on his head. This was... Oh, yeah. Now that makes sense. Yes. Because I was watching this, and I'm not going to lie, I get a little lost in long fight scenes. Me too. Because all of a sudden there's this popcorn everywhere, and there's like a thing with a turkey on its head. And I was like, I don't know what I'm watching. <laughs> what just happened? I have a hard All time the food was from the snack bar that um, the good Doofenshmirtz uh, set up because he just like wants people to come have snacks with him. Oh, <laughs> snacks! Yeah, snack that bar. is not what I thought you said. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they want him. They want. He wants them to all have snacks with him. <laughs> 
Oh, probably. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, uh, Phineas knocks a baseball into the ray that's controlling all the robots, so all the robots just shut down. Oh yeah. And you know all those robots falling out of the sky had to kill at least like a lot of people. There was a point when they first took over, like they, some a robot threw a car into a house, but then they like opened the door and the driver's like, I'm okay, I'm fine. <laughs> and then there's a there's a part where one of the robots is measuring the guys for the uniforms. He's like, everyone must get overalls, so, waist size 36. He's like, hey, I'm a 34. <laughs> some really clever stuff. I loved this movie. Yep. So the original Doofenshmirtz gets an actual idea and he gives the evil Doofenshmirtz a toy train, the one that he lost as a child. And it just fixes all of the evil in him. He's like, ah, I'm better now. I'm a good person. And so he (laughs) self-destructs. No, he has the button still in all of the robots (laughs) for self-destructing. And they all just poof yeah. disappear. It's just so, so Candace, perfect. Candace, who is trying to prove to her mom once again, in order to save the world this time, her she gets her mom to go outside. And of course, by the time the mom gets outside of the movie theater, all the robots are gone and everything's perfectly fine. That was a really funny scene too when they were in the movie theater because mom and dad had glasses on and they were watching this love scene. And they were like, oh, honey, we'll come out right after they make up from this silly argument that could have been avoided with simple conversation. And also they have to defeat all these flying robots. (laughs) (laughs) This 3D technology is getting really good. good. Well, Perry broke the secrecy statute of the pet secret agent. (gasps) No. And if... Phineas and Ferb want to keep Perry as their pet. They have to agree to go through the amnesianator. No. That Dr. Doofenshmirtz invented once. And he goes, <laughs> <laughs> it's an amnesianator. And he goes, I don't remember making that. I'm pretty sure I would remember making something like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty great. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. This is when Phineas and Ferb finally understand, like, oh, Perry was being secretive because it means that we won't be able to see each other if we do know his secret. So they understand why it was kind of being, kind of hiding all of that. This was a very sad part. Yeah, because they have to decide if they want to never see him again and remember him or see him and have their mind erased. And I was like, this is tough. But it was it's a tough decision. I don't know what choice I would make. I would have what would I do? I would probably have my mind erased and have my pet. Yeah, you just forget them one day. Yeah. I don't think I could give up my dog for anything. So they agree to have their mind erased. And it's not just them, it's like all of their friends. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. like they can't have like one person who knows about it. Like that's the secret's out. Like, like you gotta you gotta make sure this is tightly under wraps. That's true. Yeah. And then Isabella is like, 
oh, everything will be forgotten. Oh, well, I guess I'll just kiss Phineas. She lays a smoosh on him, and then right away they get their memories erased. Uh-huh. <laughs> the end. That is the end. Yeah. There's a little there's a little <laughs> video with um the guy who plays guitar. Yeah, the one from the band who was yeah. kind of brought up sporadically. <laughs> yes. I forgot his name, but you know, there's more music at the end. <laughs> a lot happened, but then again, like not a lot happened. But also a lot happened. A lot. Happened. It was and I was thinking that earlier too. I was like, how do I explain that this was a super complicated plot that was just really simple and well executed like everything came together yeah it was i've never seen a d we have had less complicated decoms in the past that were not nearly as well executed as this that could not tie up the loose ends you know what this movie really had going for it is that it was just a vessel for all of these good jokes it did not matter (laughs) what the plot was in this movie but right. even then, the plot wasn't like there. There was no. It wasn't bad. No. There was no failure in the plot. Like no, yeah, for sure. Constantly plot holes in all of the movies we watch, they, and this one was just like they go to a second dimension, and then they have to figure out how to get back without evil robots taking over. Yeah, simple. It was simple. It had just the right amount of complication that was understandable, which just like straight to the point. It was funny while it was at it, and it had some good songs. What more could you ask for? What I can say about this movie is that there really isn't a lot of depth. I guess I can't say that, though, because like the relationship between Perry and Phineas and Ferb was so heartwarming. I think it was a perfect decom. I was not expecting that going into this. Yeah, I wasn't either. And honestly, halfway through this movie, I was like, I'm just watching a kid's show. And then like, Near the end, I was like, no, this is really good. Super great. So what would you guys rate it? Whoa. What did you learn from this movie? Whoa. Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped ahead. (laughs) I am. (laughs) What are we rating this? Or no, wait, what did I learn from this? I learned picture yourself and then picture meeting yourself. Would you like yourself or not? What would you tell yourself? What would you ask yourself? And then just do it. That's what I learned. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Somebody else. I'll try that exercise sometime. I learned that sometimes you have to let the people you love have their secrets if you want to continue to love them. Hmm. Um... I learned that summer is pretty cool and you should be excited for summer. True. Even if you're not, even if you don't have it off for school, you can still have a good time. What? That's all I got. All right. Now's the time. What are you, what do you guys want to rate this movie? I would like to give this movie a 10 out of 10. Oh my God. (laughs) I can't think of a negative. I just can't. I can't take a point away from it. Oh my gosh. The Phineas and Ferb coming in strong. Did you realize though that Ferb only talked like twice? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's his, that's his deal. That's his shtick. When he did talk, it was good. He, he has a voice like, this is my voice. I don't know. He's very funny. It, it was good. He's voiced by uh, Jojen Reed from Game of Thrones. Whoa. 
Oh my god. Jesus. <laughs> he probably only had to come in to read for like two hours while the rest of them were like working on this production for months. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Basically. He did have that one. I liked that line when um, Phineas was like, is there anybody else around here hiding something from us? And Ferb like raises his hand. And- <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Ferb, put your hand down. <laughs> <laughs> is anyone else living a double life? Oh, that was it. What I want to say about this movie is this movie was very funny. The plot, you can't knock it. I feel like it was kind of overwhelming and hard to follow at points for me. And so for that, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Wow. Not a bad showing. I had more fun than I expected. I I felt like I could jump in right away and just enjoy everything that was happening. I felt like there were fun jokes that weren't dumb. Like they understood how to be funny and silly or random or play into different characters. And it was just fun to watch. So I'm also going to give it an eight out of 10. Nice. Look at you go Phineas and Ferb. This was a real dark horse. I did not see this one coming. We can talk about how we feel about live action decoms versus animated decoms i feel like i've i've had i feel like there's more success with the animated ones over the live action well there's also not as many animated ones but like i loved the impossible movies proud family movie was weird Uh, it was was totally bizarre i think i think the thing with animated shows is that there's a lot more freedom with what they can do especially with the animated movies they can really go all out and get weird with it, you know? Yeah. And these ones are based off of like TV shows that are already going. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they don't have to do a lot of the work and set up the characters and who they are. Cause like everyone kind of knows. I think my favorite thing about this movie was, and there's a term for this where something just happens because the writers decided to just write it in. Like they could be in all of this sort of trouble. And then all of a sudden something just flies by and grabs them. Ex Machina or something. There's one part where the aliens or the robots are like attacking and a lady's just running by and she's like, not my melon. (laughs) I just love those little bits like that. I just loved thinking about the writers writing this and they're like, how do they get out of this? Uh, Who cares? Put a flying dolphin in. They're going to have the flying dolphin come and pick them up. It doesn't matter. This is our movie. We're writing it. They're on a, they rule the tri-state area. I don't know. I got nothing else, kiddos. If you want to rule our tri-state areas. There you go. Oh, I don't know, actually. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to be the Phineas to our Ferb, let us know. Tell us on Facebook. Tell us at gmail.com. You can find us all sorts of places. We also have t-shirts, and they're really great. Brandon just got a Soul Skater shirt. Isn't it the best? Go buy a Soul Skater shirt. It's the best shirt I own, but I think I already dropped pizza on it, and so I think it already has a grease stain. (laughs) Oops. Even more authentic. Yeah. I also have a Soul Skater shirt, and I cannot recommend it enough. They are shockingly soft. So soft. I need to get one. Softer than normal cotton. Definitely. 